Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? He is so good. Wonderful Jesus. Uh, looking around the room, it's so wonderful to see all your beautiful faces. Excited for the Lincolns this week. Her baby is due. Hallelujah. That's so exciting. Abby, you're, we, you're texting me. Bless you, Abby. We did miss welcoming our new visitors. If you are visiting in the house tonight and you haven't been to a Sunday service with Glory City before, we are so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Can you just lift your hand? We want to welcome you. God bless you and you and you and you and you. God bless you. Oh, hooray. Just lift your hand. Keep your hand up just for a couple of minutes. We've got some, uh, a little gift for you. Someone up here. Yes, up the front. Thank you. And up, and up here too. Praise the Lord. Well, welcome. I pray that you have a really wonderful night. Uh, before the service, normally on Sundays we at 3, 3.30, we have the coffee shop open and it's a really nice time to connect with people. We've got connect groups, home groups happening, revival groups, excuse me, revival groups going on during the week. Uh, and there's many, many glorious ways to connect and get um, involved in the life of the church. I tell you, can I take a moment to thank our service teams who serve in the car park. Wow, you are just so beautiful and your smiling faces, happy smiling faces come rain, hail or shine. I just so appreciate you and, and all our amazing service teams. We're so thankful for you. You do an amazing job. And um, Friday night, wow, we had so much fun. I tell you, Fridays are just getting so, so good. Just amazing. Hello, Stefan. Lovely to see you. Praise the Lord. This is just my opportunity to go, oh, who's here? Everybody's here. Praise the Lord. Tom and I go home on Sunday night. And at the end of the night, I'm like, did you see such and such? He goes, yeah, they were there. Oh, did you see such and such? Oh, I didn't see them. And, uh, but we'd love to be able to try and, and uh, be family and love on each other. And I encourage you just to be actively um, looking for ways to connect uh, through the week, to love on each other, to support one another. Ha invite someone out for dinner or have them around to your home. Get to know people because our heart's desire is that this church would be known by our love for one another. And you certainly do bless our hearts. We love to see the way the Lord is moving and touching and loving on people. Hallelujah. But we had some wonderful um, things happen on Friday night. We had so many people uh, give their hearts to Jesus, both in the building and online. Amazing. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. Father, we're so grateful. We're so grateful, Father, for those who gave their hearts to you, how much that means to him. Oh, how special it is to him. And so many people touched and healed and delivered. We had ma many, many uh, significant deliverances and healings happened. Give me a wave if the Holy Spirit touched you on Friday night. Let me see you. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, so good. Hooray. Well, we would love to hear the specifics of your testimonies because 
because it is so encouraging. When people can hear what the Lord has done for you, uh, they have hope then that the Lord will do it for them. Hallelujah. And as you share the testimony of Jesus, it releases faith. It gives God glory. And more and more people can uh, reach out in faith and hope and receive from the Lord. So it's so good. We also have had a whole bunch of amazing um evangelism testimonies. I tell you, the harvest is ripe. It is so ripe. I'm going to get a couple of people. They've sent me a, a list of a couple of people, a few people who, who um, are willing to share. But I know there's so many that are actually sharing their faith all through the week and people are coming to Christ. It's just so good. I get the opportunity um, to preach four times a week. So Friday, Sunday, on television on Sunday mornings and then on Wednesday I do a Facebook live and I, I do generally do an altar call on most of those um, platforms and we are seeing so many responses to Jesus as a result all through the week that way but we're seeing so many also coming in through people just living in the river, drinking deeply from the river of his pleasure and letting the river of God flow out of them. And the result is that people are coming to know him, which is so exciting. I'm going to pick on Wayne first. Why don't you come? Hey, by the way, have you noticed, you'll just notice we've got a few extra lights that have been put in this week. We're trying, yes, to its work. And this is his doing. So let's say thank you to him. We really appreciate you, Wayne. Tell us what happened. All righty. I'm more nervous all of a sudden. <clears throat> Alrighty, I'll get straight into it. So about last year, probably in about August, um, I was just talking to God. <laughs> and um, I was asking him, because I've been an electrician for, uh, for over 10 years now. So I've always wondered to myself, why has it been hard to uh, strike up a conversation with people in my workplace about God? And um, yeah, it's just always been people are so resistant. And they just um, they're just kind of hostile towards it. I met some angry people over the year. But um, last year, I intentionally asked God, I said, Lord, could, if you, this is what you want in my workplace, could you please open up an opportunity for me to talk to somebody about you? And um, so that was last year, August. So about two weeks ago, um, I was talking to somebody on my job site and um, it seemed pretty like, you know, pretty relaxed, didn't seem like anything was going to happen. And I came out of a building and I got hit by a drop of water. And I jokingly said, oh, I just got baptized. And <laughs> he started laughing. And he goes, oh, are you some kind of Christian or something? And um, that, in short, that was a dialogue that opened up for about four hours. We were just talking about God. And um, he expressed his interest to um, keep talking with me every time he sees me. So it's awesome. That's so, that's so great. Oh, I love it. I love it. Josh Suarez, come on up here. So you had a wonderful testimony this, this week too. Praise the Lord. I had a feeling this was going to happen. Um, I had a, yeah, I, I'm a salesperson during the week, if you don't know. I go into homes, um, basically, and convince people to spend lots of money. And I just happened to be in one of these homes this week. And um, you often, and I love what Wayne just said, how the drop of water, God will speak to you through anything if you're willing to actually listen and ask him, it's just a matter of actually hearing what he's saying. But being conscious of that is the key, I think. Um, so I'm in this home, and they're a Hindu family. They might even be listening online. So hello. Um, amazing family. Um, we're going to have them over for dinner, but um, <laughs> here I am. But we had them over. Uh, sorry, we, I was in their home. I'm explaining to them different things. And I just had this word of knowledge about their child, and their kid wasn't there at the time. But it just started that way where I, I spoke into their life. I said, oh, you're going through some pain. 
And a lot of it's obvious. Some of the things that God says, it's not a mystery. Some things are just obvious and natural. And when you speak it, it opens up. And anyway, they told me about their son. I said, look, I serve a God who heals. I'm, I'm very upfront when it comes to that sort of stuff. I just think you've got to go for it. And um, anyway, it turned into a two and a half hour conversation about God and what he's done into my life. And in the end, they're on the floor. We're crying. I'm emotional. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Do you know what? And that day, I can honestly tell you, and this is something that I never said. The night before, I had no sleep. Like, I, I was literally, I, I don't know whether it was in tap, but I didn't have, like, one inch of sleep. There's the last thing I thought of. I did not want to. And, you know, often we will step out when we're feeling good. Yeah. Like, when we feel the unction, we can feel the Holy Ghost. That's easy. But being obedient when you're not like that and knowing that God is still with you, that is the key. So, in the end, they're saved. They come to church. They got prayed. And they're going to be a part of our community. So, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Our whole family's come to Jesus. Yay, God. So beautiful. Praise God. I think we've got some more. Have we, how much time have we got? Praise the Lord. Nick. Nick Trider. Nick is our online pastor. He is just an amazing... He's one of our academy students, but he is just a champion with our online... Hey, online, as you get to see his lovely face, here he is. Yes, in person. Tell us what happened. So I was at work the other day and I got a phone call. I don't get normally a lot of telemarketers, but I had a phone call from a fellow who rang up and he said that he was from Telstra NBN. So straight away I was like, okay. So um, he, uh, straight away I said to him, I was like, can I pray for you? Excuse me. And he said, what was that? And I was like, oh, can I pray for you? And he goes, well, I'm a, I'm a Catholic. And I said, okay, cool. Then, and then I just started praying for him. And just started blessing him and um, just praying that the Lord would find him work that's honest and honourable. And um, yeah, I just kept, kept blessing him and blessing him. Anyway, I heard him over the phone. He was like, oh, 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 as I'm praying for him. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep praying. Was, oh, oh. And I finished praying for him and he's like, I just feel the forgiveness of God. And he hung up the phone. bunch more here and these are wonderful things to share because as we share about how the Holy Spirit's giving us promptings and opportunities you know sometimes we get this idea that there's certain people who you know the evangelists that are called to win the lost but as we've been reading from Ezekiel 47 that as we learn Psalm 36 to drink deeply from the river of his pleasure for us that in the river that flows from his throne Everywhere the river goes, there's life. Everything the river touches lives. That there's uh, trees alongside the river that bear fruit every month. So whether you're in season or out of season, whether you've had sleep or whether you're feeling like you're in the mood and you're, you're in the zone or whether you're feeling awful, you will produce fruit if you are a developing a lifestyle of living in the river, of drinking deeply from the river of his pleasure. Hallelujah. And it's so beautiful. Uh, Deb just gave us a word before that she really feels this. Tonight, there's people going to be baptized in the Holy Ghost in fire. People who haven't yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And 
on Friday night, actually, um, one of my nephews came to church who's never been before uh, to this church. He goes to another church. And um, they'd heard at a family gathering, I couldn't keep my mouth shut about what the Lord was doing and in the, the services. And so they, he and his wife came along uh, to hear. And um, he, I saw him afterwards and he said, you know, when you started to sing in the spirit, he said, I started to get the interpretation of what you were saying. And he said, I thought maybe I was supposed to give it, but then you just opened your mouth and you said exactly what I'd heard interpreted in English. And it was such a sign and a wonder for him. And, you know, I believe that more and more we're going to see these signs and wonders and miracles. We've had people in the congregation uh, uh, speaking in tongues and the person next to them hearing that tongue. We had, had one guy, he was speaking in tongues, and it turns out that the person next to him was hearing him speak in Vietnamese the message of the gospel, and then that night gave their heart to Jesus. I mean, it's, this is biblical, but it's glorious, and we need to be expecting more. Hallelujah. As we make room for God and not feel like we need to control him, but instead get right out into the middle of the river where we can't touch the bottom, but we're, in, we're trusting that he's the one that's got us and holding us, we're going to see many, many more greater things than these shall we yet see because the Lord, and I tell you, we are in such exciting days. He, we're, he, we're not preaching the word with persuasive words of men's wisdom, but with demonstrations of the Spirit's power. He is moving and touching and, oh, it's all together wonderful. So, Father, we say thank you for your goodness. You are faithful and true. Let's just give him thanks for a moment. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, you're so faithful. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Lord, this is your doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Please keep those testimonies coming because we love to hear your testimonies. They really encourage us. Don't be shy and think, oh, no, I won't share it. Um, Because your testimony will encourage us and it will encourage other people. And it is so good to hear. You don't know who you're going to inspire. You don't know what it's going to do. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, have you been enjoying the Lord this week? Praise God. I've been uh, in the book of Esther for the last couple of weeks enjoying. What an astonishing story. What an amazing, amazing story that is. And this week, um, Tom on Thursday night, um, in his uh, position as honorary consul, he serves as the honorary consul for Finland, um, he was invited to go to the synagogue where the Israeli ambassador was going to be uh, presenting an award for the righteous among the nations uh, to a particular Dutch family that had helped. um, They wanted to commemorate a Dutch family that had helped Jews during the Holocaust And uh, so he was there representing Finland. And the Israeli ambassador was speaking and referenced the book of Esther and how God had rescued people at Purim and and how this family had been used to rescue people. And he came home with his skull cap on. He'd forgotten to take it off and give it back. Praise the Lord. (laughs) He realized, oh, still here. But... um, 
came home and, and we were just so encouraged that the Holy Spirit, He is speaking on so many levels. The Lord is speaking. If you'll just listen to Him as you'll open up your ears, He wants to speak to you. I and as we, as we learn to hear the language of the Holy Spirit, as we learn to lean in, God wants to encourage you. So I'm going to start in the book of Esther and show you just a verse that has been speaking to my heart today. But I was with the school this week. We were doing going through the Song of Songs with the Academy. Hallelujah. And uh, it's delicious, really actually so rich. We were, we were having a wonderful big drink of the love and the goodness of God. But focusing, and, and you can have a little look at it if you want to, uh, on, on the love that the Lord has for us as his people. And in Song of Songs chapter 2, it tells us that um, the, the father speaks and he says, let me, the bridegroom speaks to the bride and says, let me hear your voice, for your voice to me is lovely and your face is sweet. Hallelujah. And that revelation of knowing that this is what the Lord feels about me, this is how he sees me, uh, this, the heart of God, when he speaks to us and tells us, here in verse 14, oh my dove in the clefts of the rock, in the secret place of the steep pathway, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. As you recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit, his heart is that every time you come to him with eyes of faith and you open your mouth and you speak, you bless his heart. Your voice blesses the heart of God. It's amazing to me that God loves the sound of your voice. He loves hearing your voice. And so yesterday, um, Tom was off at the football and the kids were off at, the, at youth. And so I got to be by myself, which is lovely. And the, the sunset was happening. And, you know, I think God makes sunrises and sunsets as an invitation for us just to love him and to be loved by him. It's just this glorious kiss from heaven. So I couldn't help myself. I was drawn outside to sit in the back uh, deck and just to worship God. And I intentionally opened my voice and began to sing to him because I remembered my voice to him is lovely. He will enjoy this. He, and it's not because I'm arrogant and think I've got a great voice. It's because the word of God says that my voice to him blesses him. He loves the sound of my voice. He loves the sound of your voice. So I just started singing. You know, I, it's the oldies that come to mind when I go to worship God on the back deck. So I was singing, Lovely are your dwelling places. Thirsty, I come after you. And then all of a sudden he spoke and said, yes, lovely are my dwelling places. I was like, yes, God, heaven must be lovely. He said, no, you are my dwelling place. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, God. And, you know, this is our Father. He is more extravagant than we have the emotional capacity to process. 
He is more wonderful than we have the spiritual, emotional, physical ability to receive and understand and comprehend, but He gives us power by His Holy Spirit if we will ask for Him to give us His Spirit to strengthen us with might on the inner being. And He wants to reveal Christ dwelling in your heart through faith. And He wants you to know the height and the depth, the width and the breadth, the love of God that passes knowledge, that you may be continuously filled to overflowing with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. And out of that place, he is releasing faith. He is releasing joy. There is a revival that God is doing among us, and we need to recognize it. Many times people don't recognize revivals until after the fact, and they realize we were in revival. But this is what revival looks like. It is when the people of God hungering and thirsting after him to the point that it's like, God, I'm willing to lay it all down and surrender because you are worth it all. Hallelujah. And that's that glorious, patient, continuous drawing of the Holy Spirit deeper and deeper and deeper, causing shifts and change in your life. Give me a wave if you're feeling that happening right now. It's true. It's like, oh, God, everything, God, you can have it all. And then he's so patient, he's so kind, and he overwhelms you with more love and you want to surrender more and you have deeper and deeper encounters with him. And his heart is that you would come to know him every day, more and more and more. And in doing that, he releases faith into our hearts. But coming back to the book of Esther, I wanted to read just briefly today from Esther chapter 5. It's such an amazing book. And there is so much that we can learn here. It's about husbands and wives, about the Lord and what he wants to do when the enemy makes something meant for your evil. God wants to turn it around for your good. Hallelujah. And talk about turnaround. The turnaround that happens in this book when Haman is plotting to destroy all of the Jews is so astonishing. What an incredible, incredible turn of events that comes as a result of somebody asking. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to ask. Chapter 5, let's have a look at it. So Esther, they've fasted and they've prayed for three days. You can read the book to catch up where it's up to. It's a very good story. Hallelujah. But there's this, been this decree being released that the Jews are going to be destroyed on this certain day. And she's not allowed to approach the, the king without an invitation. In fact, anybody who does can be executed on the spot unless he extends his royal scepter to them, making an exception for them. So she said, okay, well, everybody, you fast and pray for me. And they all fasted and prayed for three days. And then she got all dressed up came into the temple courts, just stood there quietly, got in line in, in view of the king, and this is where we're going to pick it up. Verse 2, when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court, 
she obtained favour in his sight. And the king extended to Esther the golden scepter which was in his hand. So Esther came near and touched the top of the scepter. Then the king said to her, What's troubling you, Queen Esther? And what is your request? Even to half of the kingdom it shall be given to you. Wow. Then we know the story. She actually didn't go straight in there. She asked if he'd come and eat with her. And then, then he asked if, at dinner after they had a wonderful time in the, uh, with each other there in the, the, the banquet. He says, oh, what can I do for you? And she said, come and eat with me again tomorrow. Because she was more interested in his presence and in relationship than in just what she could get. And knowing this, in this place of relationship, she, she understood the strength that comes from taking time together, from knowing each other, from him knowing her and her knowing him. And we know then, of course, she made the request. And wow, she kept making requests and the turnaround was so spectacular. And we can read about that another time. But I want to focus today on asking. James chapter 4 verse 2 tells us, we have not because we ask not. You know, sometimes we forget to ask. We forget to ask the Lord. You know, we have incredible testimonies and, and credible promises in the Bible as those that have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus, the veil has been torn and we can boldly now approach the throne of grace and find mercy and grace in our time of need. Unlike Esther, we don't have to approach the throne with fear and trembling. We can boldly come knowing that we will be accepted, that the scepter is already extended and that you can boldly come before his throne and ask. And as you ask, if you will believe, the Bible says you will have what you ask. Hallelujah. This is the favour we have as the bride of Christ. The book of Esther is types and shadows of us as the bride bride of Christ. And the glorious good news is that our Father is so for us. Hallelujah. Luke 12, 32 tells us that it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Esther was told, up to half my kingdom, I'll happily do it for you. But our King says, it's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's pretty mind-boggling. And it brings the concept of asking into a bit more of a serious place. And I, it, there is a lot of responsibility. What are we going to ask? And I felt this as I've began, begun to really get this revelation. The Lord's been speaking to me for a few months now about praying historical prayers. Like Jabez prayed, and it's recorded in the Bible. This man Jabez prayed 
It's in uh, 1 Chronicles 4.10. Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me, that you would keep me from harm and that may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. Just this little verse in the middle of Chronicles there. Jabez asked and God granted him what he requested. You know, this is an historical prayer because it's recorded in the Word of God. And there have been history-making prayers that have been prayed that have shifted nations and done incredible things. But the Lord is asking us not just to look at these sort of things in Scripture and look at Esther's request and look at Jabez's request and think, well, that, that, that's good, I can make some requests. But to actually realise that we have been invited to make history-making prayers too. Hallelujah. That God is looking for us to realise what He is extending to us. That the, fa- the scepter of favour is extended toward ask, what will we ask? Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Sometimes we memorize these verses and we hear these verses and we go, yeah, 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 oh yeah, that's good. But if we actually understood the Lord speaking to us in the book of Esther, see what can happen here in an earthly kingdom. I want you to ask for the Holy Spirit to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of me so that you will know the hope of your calling, the riches of my glorious inheritance in you, the saints, and the greatness of the power toward you who believe. You see, I believe there is a spiritual awakening and a prayer movement about to be birthed in the earth with the awakened ones who will begin to recognise, I'm going to ask carefully and specifically because I know as I come boldly before the throne of grace, He will do what I am asking. Hallelujah. For nothing is impossible for those who believe. You know, I've, I've seen so many testimonies of asking the Lord and seeing Him come through. And I'm sure you're the same, that you could testify to amazing things that the Lord has done. Just this week, I heard of two couples. We prayed a, a few months ago. Um, as a church, we prayed for those who were wanting to conceive a baby and were having a bit of a struggle conceiving. We prayed for them to have babies. Does anyone remember that a few months ago? Well, I've been hearing the testimonies of the people who that very month have conceived. You'll be hearing about them all soon. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I get to hear it ahead of time. I've, I've got testimonies of asking for for people to be healed and and watching and seeing them years later still healthy and strong when the doctors gave them no hope. Nothing is impossible. We've seen the deaf ears open, the blind eyes open. We've seen God do the impossible. But God is looking for you and I every day to come out of the 
the fog, the smog of the world's environment and rub our eyes to remember, I am the bride of Christ and he has invited me to come boldly before the throne of grace and to begin to start asking. You know, often I ask, I ask prayers on the go. I'll just sort of ask the Lord for help all the time. But there's something different about actually setting aside a, a, a time just to get alone with God and focus and release your faith to realise what you are doing when you ask. Some of my prayers are actually just worry prayers, I think. Like I'm thinking about somebody and I'll go, oh, God, help them. But I'm not even looking at God when I say it. And I'm sort of, it's sort of, a, I hope something happens. It, it, there's not a lot of focused faith when I pray. Well, I went to pray today and I was um, just thinking about this revelation about the scepter being extended. And I thought, I'm going to go and do some asking. So I got down by my window and I closed the bedroom door and I just began to ask. And it was wonderful. I began to, the Holy Spirit just led me to ask for all these people and all these things. I realized there was a couple I prayed for today that I've been agonizing over them for months and hoping that something good will happen for them, hoping they'll get a breakthrough and, and, and sending up a few worry prayers here or there. But today I just asked and I was like, oh, hooray, why have I not done this before? You know, we forget. And oh, I was asking for our elders, for God's help. I was asking whatever the Holy Spirit led me to pray. I, I was praying and it was so joyful and delightful to be able to pray, knowing that as I'm looking at him, he is doing what I've asked. Hallelujah. And it felt so powerful and productive. You know, if you're worried, well, I don't have any ministry, I'm, I can't do anything. You can spend 20 minutes on your knees talking to the King of Kings and whatever you ask, you can receive. Like, I wish we could pay you to do that because it would be far more productive. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, really? If you, if you feel like, oh, I just oh, I haven't got a ministry. Nobody recognises my ministry. Change the nation by asking some prayers, by asking some requests. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in your asking. It's glorious. Because when you get the revelation that he's extended the scepter and he's ready to give you whatever you ask, I felt this the other night, um, in the middle of the night, I felt the Lord speaking to me and really speaking to me, saying, I'm extending the scepter to you. What do you want? I, felt, I got the fear of God. I was like, Holy Spirit, help me. I really want to ask well. I want to ask really well. Oh, God. Like Solomon, give me wisdom. Oh, God, what you, just help, Lord. <laughs> And I've been stewing on it for a few days, thinking, I, I was thinking, oh, well, God, I, wanna, I want your prayer with this and that. But I really want, as I come to ask you, I want to know what I'm asking for. 
You know, the, the Bible tells us here in Psalm chapter 2, this beautiful Psalm, Psalm 2 verse 8 says, Ask of me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. Well, you can go and go, oh, okay, yeah, give me the nations, God. But do you actually believe that he will? And do you want what you're asking for? This is serious. It is serious. I took this prayer before the Lord and I'm like, oh, God, Holy Spirit, lead me. What, how do you want me to ask? Because I know that when I ask, you will do what I'm asking. It's so exciting and so glorious and so reverentially awe, fear of God. Amazing that the Holy Spirit wants to wake you up to realise the responsibility you have. We are ambassadors of Christ. So we have to be people who aren't just going, oh yeah, give me the nations, God, and not thinking about what we're asking for, but actually really specifically asking, what are you putting in my heart, God, be that I can agree with you and come into agreement with you because it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, hope, think, or imagine. But it starts with asking. What are you asking? I was asking the Holy Spirit to comfort you, Damo, this week. As he's like, he lost his mother a couple of weeks ago. And you know, it can, be, it can be whatever the Holy Spirit pops into your heart. But what you pray in that place of beholding his face of positioning yourself in faith, realising that just as Esther came before the throne, I can come before you, Lord, but with, with a greater confidence. I have this confidence that because of the Lord Jesus Christ, because I have repented of my sin and received His forgiveness, He has qualified me now to boldly approach His throne. He says now that I am forgiven, clean. He doesn't even remember my sin. And now my heart doesn't condemn me. And if my heart doesn't condemn me, it tells us in 1 John 3, whatever we ask, we will receive. That's why it's important to spend time in His presence, drinking from the river of His pleasure. So He reminds you, you've got no shame, no fear, no disqualification because my blood has set you free from shame and sin and regret. Hallelujah. And as you behold this one who says, your face to me is lovely and your voice is sweet, He'll Put into your heart the holy boldness because the boldness of God is, the Bible tells us that the righteous are as bold as a lion. That boldness comes from sitting in His presence and hearing Him say, your voice to me is lovely. Everything about you is flawless, my dove, my perfect one. Yes, you. Yes, you, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, He has taken away your iniquity, your shame, your sin and all the stain and He has made you white as snow. Amen. 
all the blood of Jesus. All the blood of Jesus. All the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. By grace you were saved through faith. And as you allow his perfect love to activate that faith in his grace, you will come as one who is bold as a lion and you will boldly ask and he will put it in your heart. Ask of me the nations and I'll give them to you as your inheritance. What do you want? Not up to half my kingdom. It's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I believe even if you took five minutes once or twice a day exclusively asking, you'd discover how good it is. And you'd realise there's a whole lot more I want to ask about. You see, sometimes it's just making a start that is the thing. You don't have to be afraid of intimacy because your voice to him is lovely. You don't have to be afraid. Oh, I don't know if anything will happen if I come. I don't know if I'll have an encounter. Don't worry about it. Come in faith and say, Lord, you said I can boldly approach your throne. So Father, I'm asking for my friend. I'm asking, Lord, that you'll intervene in that situation. And knowing that you'll hear me, I celebrate and say, thank you, God, that you are doing that for them. And we aren't coming as beggars before your throne outside at the gate, but we come as the bride of Christ, beautifully adorned like Esther, holy and pure in integrity because of the Lord Jesus Christ, able to stand as an ambassador knowing that we are on the same side and that you are so willing to do it. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. Psalm 84.11 says this, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. What are you going to ask today? I believe the Holy Spirit is stirring you. It's time to start asking. There's so many testimonies, even in the room. A while back we asked for people who wanted a new job. Well, I know a few, quite a few people who that week got a new job. Hallelujah. We shouldn't be surprised. Some people get upset and go, oh, you know, I don't think about prayer. I don't think prayer works. Well, keep asking. Just keep asking, ask and keep on asking because he is good. I can show you the people whose lives have been changed, supernatural miracles that have happened that are impossible in the natural because someone asked. But we don't need even to have the physical proof to believe that he is a man of his word. Because when we come to him and we've received him as Lord and Saviour, that life on the inside knows that he is not a man that he should lie. That he is faithful and true. 
It's time to start praying some history-making prayers. It's time to start praying and asking. It's time to start bringing those problems and those issues that you talk about regularly, that regularly come up in your thinking, and find a place in the sun by the window and begin to ask. Wherever it is that is your secret place of the cliff, let him hear your voice. Let him hear your voice. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. There is nothing our God can't do. And we aren't people who have to come and twist his arm. My children know I'm a, I'm a soft touch. And they know when they come and they ask me something. They pretty well know that I'm going to say yes. Because they know I adore them. How much more can we confidently come before the Lord and believe that it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom, that no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Father, we say thank you. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would birth in your people a fresh revelation and joy to pray and to ask. A fresh revelation of the reality that they can ask you anything, that they can boldly approach your throne and that they have your favour. That when you see them, Lord, your favour is turned toward them, that you are extending the scepter. Lord, I'm praying for a revolution in the prayer lives of everybody listening. Lord, that you would help them to begin to ask afresh with fresh hope, with fresh boldness, with fresh faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, I want to ask you, though, something tonight as we get ready to pray for people and take communion together. I want to ask you whether you're here in the building or whether you're watching online. Do you have relationship with God? He loves you. The Bible says it really clearly that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's Jesus. But if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord, you will be saved. That is, if you will believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died and rose again, and that He took the punishment for all your sin and shame. If you will believe it, that He died and rose again, and you'll open your heart and say, Lord, I need that mercy. I receive your gift of forgiveness, your gift of grace. The Bible says He will come and He will make His home on the inside. You will become the dwelling place of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you will have a new heart and you will have eternity with Him without fear, without shame, without condemnation. It's called being born again. And it happens simply by you humbling yourself and responding to the mercy of Jesus, saying, yes, I want that. I need you to be my saviour. 
If that's you and you say, I, I need Jesus to be my Lord, I want you to raise your hand today. I'm going to pray for you. Is there anyone here that says, yes, that's me? I want today to be the day that I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord. Just lift your hand and I'll see it. Is there anyone here that says, yes, I need to get my life right with God? He wants you to have a confidence to know that if you died today, you would go to be with Him in heaven. But that only happens if you'll repent of your sin and receive the mercy of Jesus. Is there anyone here that says, yes, that's me? I want today to be the day that it's known in heaven that I receive Jesus as my Lord. Is there anyone here? Uh, God bless you. I see you. That's beautiful. Anyone else here? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we celebrate with you, Jesus. Also, anyone watching online, wherever you are around the world, even if you're watching this later, if you know in your heart you need to make that decision to cross over the line and say, Lord, I want to surrender my life to you and receive you as my Saviour. I want you just to write in the comments there, I receive Jesus as my Saviour. And if you'll just write that there, we'll have people going through the comments uh, who'll contact you and show you. Uh, we've been developing some wonderful uh, videos to be able to help disciple people online. Uh, so we want to be able to connect with you and pray for you too. It's so beautiful. Well, right here and online, if you're responding to Jesus, I want you just to pray this with me out loud, okay? Believing in your heart what we say. Father God, I believe you sent your son Jesus to be punished in my place. Right now, Lord, forgive me for my sin. I receive your mercy. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, I pray, Lord, for this beautiful one here and for those who've responded online, Lord, that you would show them and make yourself real to them, that you would give them a holy confidence that you are, you have forgiven them, that you are Lord and Saviour and that you would come into their life, make them new on the inside, fill them, help them now in the Name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.